Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. As we have continued looking at Thanksgiving as part of our overcoming, especially when it comes to uh, being overly anxious, uh, being worried, being concerned, even being fearful, the things that grip the mind, the things that grip the heart and the soul, the spirit of man, Thanksgiving winds up being one of the things that helps us out, especially in renewing our mind, renewing our thinking, and refreshing our faith in God. Of all the things that we can possibly do is walk in love, and love perfects in us that which is lacking. Perfect love casts out fear, according to the scripture in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, but also according to the scripture in Galatians in chapter 5, verse 6, that love, I mean that uh, faith worketh by love. So in order for faith to be able to fight the good fight of faith in our lives, we have to also be walking in love. So we have to be walking in love and be walking in thanksgiving unto the Lord. We've seen some of the things that Jesus did when it came to thanksgiving. We've seen what the Apostle Paul would do in praying for the churches that he would go or write to. Today we're going to look at the Old Testament. We're going to look at the book of Jonah. And uh, I don't have time to go into all the book, but I just want to go ahead and start in uh, Jonah in chapter 2, verse 1. And we're going to cover the whole chapter so I'm just going to go ahead right off the top. I'm going to read it, and then we're going to go as far as we can with it. But tomorrow, we'll probably look into the importance of Jonah's prayer. The parallel between Jonah uh, and what happened to him and Jesus' three days and three nights in the belly of the earth, just like Jonah was in the belly of the well. Jonah is and was a sign for his generation, uh, when the Pharisees and the scribes asked him for a sign, Jesus said, no sign will be given unto you except that of Jonah and the three nights that he spent in the belly of the well. Uh, the Son of Man must spend three nights and three days in the belly of the earth. So the story of Jonah begins where God gives him a calling. And in that calling, he tells them to go to the city of Nineveh, which basically was the capital of uh, Assyria, or the Assyrian capital. And the Assyrians were a very uh, violent, cruel people. Uh, when they conquered uh, nations and stuff, it was very violent, their actions uh, uh, towards their 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 people that they were conquer conquering uh, were very aggressive. And therefore, uh, Jonah didn't want to have anything to do with them. But God wanted to show and demonstrate his mercy, his faithfulness, his goodness. But Jonah said, nope, I'd rather watch them destroy destroyed, or I'd rather that God kill me, but I don't want to have to deal uh, with them. So we, we find uh, a personal issue that Jonah had. Well, we find that he flees in the opposite direction that God had called him uh, to go. And we find that he starts on a spiral, just like Samson. If you ever read the story of Samson, 
it would say that he went down to, he went down, he went down, he went down. In the same manner, Jonah also went down, down, down. All the way from where he was, he winds up down at the bottom of the ship. In other words, he couldn't go any lower than that until he's thrown into the water. Well, in our lives, we wind up going through steps where we also can spiral downward. And it's going to be from the depths of the of, of that downward spiral that we're going to look up and call unto God in our need, uh, in our in our prayer time, in in our need, whatever that need may be. We find ourselves pressed and pressured by the things of life, and we we will we'll call unto God. We'll make vows. We'll say, God, you know, uh, if you get me out of this situation, I'll go to church. I'll read my Bible. I'll pray more, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And people make vows. And, and and people begin to say, God, get me out of this mess. Get me out of this, this circumstance, this situation. So as we look at it, let's see Jonah going through this also. It says, he's in the belly of the fish. He's already been there uh, for an extended period of time. And I want to explain and say this. I had a very good a fourth grade teacher in the city of King City. To to this day, uh, there are many things that he taught and did and said in class that stuck with me. And I remember one day that he brought a little Coca-Cola uh, bottle or can. It was soda, but uh, it was Coca-Cola. And uh, he poured it in a little uh, glass container and he took a little piece of... Uh, raw meat and put it in there and he continued giving his lesson on whatever he was giving i i can't remember that much and then uh <clears throat> must have been science class or, or some science that he was teaching and then towards the end of the the class he uh pulled out that little piece of meat that had been inside the glass container with soda in it and that little piece of meat was basically, it was cooked. It, it, it was uh, uh, changed color. Uh, and, and basically it had been uh, by the acid in the soda, the phosphoric acid. It, it had been uh, and had started to break down. Now Jonah had been in the belly of this fish, this well, this animal, uh, this creature that was in the ocean. He had been in it for three days from the moment that he had been swallowed. You can have it for sure that the gastric acids in the stomach of that animal were working their way uh, in the life of Jonah. Whether he actually physically died in there or whether he was alive for three days, uh, it's hard to say, but let's just assume it's the parallel of Jesus that he actually died, and then he uh, all of a sudden is resurrected, and he is alive and awake inside, very conscious, inside the belly of that fish. And the moment that that begins to take place, uh, he begins to pray. For how long he prayed, we're not told, but we are told for certain one thing that did happen at the end of the prayer. 
And that was as soon as he gave thanksgiving to God that the fish or the well or the beast or creature uh, vomited him out uh, on, on land. So let's just look at the story. It says, uh, Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me out of the belly of hell, cried I, and thou heardest my voice. Verse 2, I mean verse 3, for thou hast cast me into the deep and in the midst of the seas, and the floods compass me all about thy all uh, about all thy billows and thy waves pass over me. Then said I, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again towards thy holy temple. Now remember, it was uh, Solomon that had said, look in that direction, wherever people are at, and if they were pray. And it says, the waters come past me about, even to the soul, the depths uh, close uh, uh, me round about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. Think about that. The seaweed. Uh, everything that, that that creature had been eating, that, 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 that beast, uh, was winding up in the stomach and being broken down and processed uh, so that it could be uh, nourishment for that animal. And then the scripture goes on to say in verse 6, I went down to the bottoms of the mountains of the earth. I, uh, with her bars, was about me forever. Yet has thou brought up my life from corruption. Now, the scripture talks about in the book of Acts, when Peter uh, uh, spoke in chapter 2 concerning uh, Jesus that David had said, Thou shalt not suffer my soul to see corruption. The body of Jesus did not see decay. It did not see corruption. Well, he is inside that animal and it says, You have brought up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came in unto thee in thine holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee. This is verse number nine. I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Now, right here is where we want to make a little bit of a more emphasis and most likely we'll cover a little bit more tomorrow. But he says in his prayer of all the things that he's been saying, I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. It's definitely a sacrifice. He's bringing a gift before God. He's got nowhere else to go, and he's got no way to get out. He is inside the belly of that creature, and he's praying, and he's saying, Lord, I am directing my voice to your very temple. 
I am directing my voice unto you and your very presence. And I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. Definitely pitch black inside that creature. The acid has already been working on his physical body. How he's getting oxygen and air in there is a, a different story. Because the stomach contents, uh, let's say the human contents, the, the acid that in there is so powerful that the stomach itself produces a very special lining of mucus so that that acid doesn't eat through the stomach. And that's why when people get ulcers, that's one of the things that is happening, whether the mucus uh, either uh, is no longer producing or it was weak, but the acid managed to get into the very lining of the stomach and start eating away at it. Well, you can imagine to all the food that we as humans eat, how that acid is so powerful that it breaks down the entire component of that food uh, so that it can be absorbed through our uh, intestinal or digestive system and, and take those nourishments up into where, they are, where they're needed. But he, in the midst of all of that, says, I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. And remember what we had mentioned about vows? I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So somewhere in there, and as we had mentioned, how long he prayed and, and, and how long he had been in the, in the condition that he was in, whether he had actually physically died or had, was still alive and then at some point was conscious and began to pray. The scripture says, that he is going to pay his vow. Is it very possible that he had said, okay, I'll go. Whatever it takes, I will go to Nineveh. I will preach unto them. Well, after he sacrificed thanksgiving, after he gave thanks unto God, it says in verse number 10, And the Lord spoke unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon dry land. So there's several things that we have to consider there, how the fish, how far it got to dry land. And then, of course, uh, Jonah being vomited out, you know, one physically, as a human being vomits, it's a little violent, you know, compressing our stomach muscles to push out whatever is, uh, or, or, or belly muscles to push out whatever is inside, and then all that acid. So it becomes a wonder uh, uh, the condition that an individual comes out of there after having been soaked in all that acid. Well, many of us have been in the belly of the fish. We have literally been going through hell on earth with the circumstances and situations of our lives, and we feel like that acid has literally just been breaking us down. A little here, a little there, where it seems that the whole situation is hopeless. It's dark, and of course, it's smelly, and then, of course, uh, it's confined. Uh, I, I have nowhere else to go. I, I don't know what else to do, but I'm going to look in the direction of your temple, 
and I'm going to pray. And not only am I going to pray, but I'm going to have to sacrifice and I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. Consider that this morning. How much do we really sacrifice and how much is it really just a motion of a routine or if it's just something that, thank you, Lord, and then that's it? Or is it really critical in our lives to our very existence, like Jonah, to pray, Lord, I need out of this situation. And I will pay whatever vows I have made unto you. Salvation is of the Lord. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly bless you. Join us tomorrow in Jesus' name. Amen.